This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. You know, change is not always easy in life, but it is inevitable. We don't have to be caught off guard, though, or ill-prepared. In today's episode, I've asked Jody Caracosta, the Vice President of our ministry, Somebody Cares America and Somebody Cares International, to share about the seven opportunities to trust God as you navigate through new seasons in life. You know, we've gone into this new season, this new year, and what a great message right now for us to be able to grab a hold of and to stay grounded in and tethered to so we can navigate through the changes of life and the seasons of change. Jody, would you come and share with us about your key thoughts and about what God's putting on your heart about how to hear from God in the day of change? Doug, thank you so much for having me on your podcast again. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about the new season we've been hearing about from you, Doug, and other Christian leaders. And in my pondering, the Lord brought to mind Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, which in the New King James Version says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. The verses following list a whole bunch of different things we can experience in life, both personally and corporately. Now, I'm one of those people who, for the most part, embraces change pretty quickly. I like to experience new things. I like to go to new places, try out new technology. Of course, when change is big and life-altering, it it can be a little scary and sometimes very painful. The loss of a loved one is a life-altering, painful change. So is a long-term injury or illness or the loss of a job or going through a natural disaster. But even exciting, expected changes can be scary, like graduating from high school and stepping into adulthood, getting married, buying a house. Those are all things that we look forward to, but when they come, it's, it's a big change in our life. On the other end, experiencing an empty nest for the first time in decades can leave you wondering who you are anymore. We all go through changes, big and small, in our life. They can be life-altering or just a little blip in our schedule. Some of them seem senseless, and others really are full of hope. But if we keep reading in Ecclesiastes 3, we reach verse 14, and we discover why there are various times and seasons. King Solomon writes, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Every new time and season in our life comes about so we can fear God. Of course, we learn in Proverbs 1 verse 7 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Job tells us the fear of the Lord is wisdom in Job 28, 28. Psalm 25, 14 says the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. And Psalm 103, 17 says the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. Then in Proverbs 14, 27, it tells us, that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Over and over again, we're told of the amazing benefits of the fear of the Lord. But fear of the Lord isn't talking about dread or scariness that we often associate with that word. Instead, it means to revere the Lord, to be in awe of him, to desire not to offend or disappoint him in any way. That tells me that any season This new season or any season we go through in life is an opportunity for us to increase in the knowledge and wisdom of the Lord, to fall in love with him more deeply and desire obedience more fully. But how can we do that when the season we're in is scary or painful? The answer is trust. 
Now, trust is an interesting word. It means to rely on someone, surrendering to them some control over the future. Trusting a teenager with your car means he or she has some control over whether you can drive it again. You're not there to remind him or her to stop at every red light, drive the speed limit, or change lanes carefully. You trust them. Depositing money in a bank gives someone else control over whether you have that money to spend later. You do not tell them how to invest it, who to approve for a loan, or how to secure the funds at night. You trust the bank. Trust is important. It's freeing, and it gives peace. Several years ago, I went through a significant job loss. After 22 years at a really great ministry, I was suddenly laid off. There was no human explanation for it. There were no external hints or warnings, but there I was without a job. I could have been fearful. Our health insurance and other benefits were at stake. I could have been mad. I'd served well through good times and bad. I could have been depressed. I loved my work. It fit my passion. But I knew God was in control, and I put my trust in Him. My life and family are in God's hands, and He is good. I decided to trust God and embrace the new season He had sprung on me as another adventure in Him. Trusting God through that career transition made it really amazingly peaceful. I had a secure anchor through the transition. I could clearly see his hand at work along the way. And God gave me seven opportunities to trust that apply to most new times and seasons in life. And hearing God about a change or a new season, that's really the first opportunity we have to trust. God gave me a hint that change was coming. I sensed it in my spirit. Scriptures about change kept jumping off the page as I read the Bible. Sermons and prophecies about change kept coming my way. I didn't know what or when, but I knew for sure something would change. So I kept my ears tuned to God's voice and trusted Him to make everything clear in His perfect timing. Things did not come into focus all at once, but I was comfortable with God being in control. In Genesis, God gave Joseph hints about big changes as well. He had two dreams hinting at his future as a ruler. That's a great change. But being one of the youngest sons in the family, there was no doubt something had to change. Joseph couldn't do anything to bring about the promises of God. He had to trust. Little did Joseph know just how much he would have to trust God through some pretty tough seasons along the way. But eventually God's promise came true. Sometimes God flat out tells us what to do. Like Abraham, the Lord told him, leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. That's Genesis 12, 1. Talk about an opportunity to trust. Abraham knew what to do, but had no idea where it would take him. He trusted God heading into the unknown on God's word alone. Sometimes change happens without notice. Look at Job. His life drastically changed in just a few days. He lost property, business, family, and was riddled with painful sores. Through it all, Job trusted God and in his character. At the end of Job's life, God blessed him more than in the beginning. Families affected by hurricanes and floods and other disasters face circumstances like Job. Those who trust in God in the midst of their loss come through tough times much better than those who get angry and bitter. Ron, a widowed father of six, woke one bitterly cold night in New Jersey to find his house was engulfed in flames. He quickly got his children and elderly father outside, but... Of all their possessions, only a car, a computer, and Ron's Bible were rescued. The family escaped with only the night clothes on their back. Instead of being bitter, Ron rejoiced that God had saved the two truly important things, his family and his word. Ron faced tough times ahead, but he trusted God, and that gave him peace. Over time, God faithfully restored what was needed and more. That tragedy was pivotal 
in their eventual relocation to Virginia and my subsequent marriage to Ron. Trusting God through that difficult and unexpected transition led to a new life with new hope for the future. Preparing for change is another exercise in trust. After hearing God whisper to me about change, I determined to embrace it, and I started to prepare. I took on a posture of surrender. I began to praise God and rejoice for the new things coming. I agreed with the good words I heard about change, so my attitude would be right. I kept my eyes peeled for open doors. Even though I did not have specific details, I praised for God to make the rough places smooth and the crooked places straight. The day I was laid off, I had confidence the road before me was prepared in advance. Jesus is a great example of preparing for change. Although he spent time in the Father's presence daily, Jesus took extra time to personally prepare for key transitions in his life. Before he began public ministry, Jesus fasted 40 days and nights, engaging in spiritual warfare so he could walk victorious in the days ahead. As his crucifixion drew near, Jesus prepared both himself and his disciples for what was coming. The transfiguration and his travail in the Garden of Gethsemane both were times of spiritual preparation for his death, resurrection, and ascension. Waiting for change can sometimes be the most difficult part of the process, but even in the waiting, we must trust. Once I knew change was coming, I was eager to get it moving. It's good God didn't give me all the details I might have tried to forge ahead, but God's timing was not right yet. Between Jesus' resurrection and ascension, he told the disciples many things. They were to go and make disciples of all nations, drive out demons, speak in new tongues, heal the sick, and many other amazing things. You can read about it in Matthew 28 and Mark 16. But first, they had to wait. They knew what to do. They had experience in healing and deliverance. They had great faith once they saw that Jesus was alive, but they had to wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit as we see in Acts 1, verse 4 and 5. God could have given them the Holy Spirit as Jesus ascended into heaven. God, however, waited until Jews from all over the world gathered in Jerusalem on Pentecost, so the impact would be greater. Change day is when the rubber meets the road. That's when our trust is tried. Do we really trust him when our world changes? Thankfully, on the occasion of my layoff, I did. Change was a day of liberation. Not because I was in a bad place or wanted out. I had been in a fantastic place of provision, life, and ministry. The change was liberating because God had birthed something new in my heart, and I needed a new place to grow. When I embraced God's word of change, he began reshaping me for the new thing. A caterpillar is satisfied and cozy in its cocoon until it's time to spread its wings and fly. Then all of a sudden, the cocoon is encumbering. If a cocoon is broken open too soon... The butterfly will not have the strength to make it. But on the right day, at the right time, the cocoon must come off or the butterfly will die. Abraham probably felt a mix of emotions the day he left Ur, but his trust in God was greater than the emotions. So God prospered him, made nations from him, and counted his faith as righteousness. When God told Noah to get in the ark, Noah's trust overcame the ridicules he had endured. He ushered his family into the ark and into God's salvation allowing them to rebuild and repopulate the earth. When God changed Joseph from a prisoner to a prince, it was an amazing day, real liberation. Joseph's trust in God allowed him to get over any bitterness of the past so he could save his family and bless the nations through his God-given wisdom. So when change day comes, determine that your trust in God will be greater than any emotion, scoffer's advice, or memory 
so God can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could think or imagine. Passing from old to new takes trust too. The level of peace one has through the passage is a key indicator of one's level of trust. No two situations are exactly alike, but God is the same. He is big enough, strong enough, wise enough, just enough, and loving enough to work good no matter what the circumstances. Fijian pastor Suliasi Karulo says, A loser man focuses on what he's going through. A winner man focuses on where he's going to. Satan will do anything to keep us from where God wants us, so it's imperative to keep our eyes on Jesus, not settling for less than God's best, and we are sure to win. Within a few days of my layoff, I had several offers to consider. All of them were appealing in one way or another. One was at another ministry with all the stabilities of my former position. It would have been easy to jump at that opportunity for security's sake, but God wanted me to walk a different road. Instead of fretting, I held on to the promises God had given me and allowed him to be in control. His peace that passes all understanding guarded my heart and mind as I stayed fixed on Jesus. Eventually, he directed me to a new ministry. I had an excitement and confidence that confirmed to me it was from God. The Israelites rejoiced as they left Egypt, headed for the Promised Land, but as soon as they faced their first challenge at the Red Sea, many of them wanted to go back. Again and again, God proved himself as their provider, their defender, their guide. Some decided to trust him, being amply supplied and defended. Others chose to trust a golden calf, extra manna, or other men, and they suffered severely. Those who followed the Lord, moving with the cloud, found provision. Those who longed for their former way of life brought destruction on themselves and others. The same applies today. Those who trust God during their transition will have peace, provision, and protection. Embracing the new also requires trust. The first time God showed the Israelites Cana, they rejected it because of a few giants. Rather than embracing the new place God was giving them to settle and prosper, they chose to stay in transition. Esther had a different attitude. When offered the chance to be queen of the land of her captivity, she embraced it. Her name was changed from Hadassah to Esther. Her clothes and environment, they changed too. In some ways, she was more captive as queen than she had been before. But the blessings, benefits, and impact she had far outweighed the discomfort she overcame. There were some giants that loomed as I considered the place God was leading me. It was in another state, and our daughter was a senior in high school. My husband's work would potentially be impacted. But as we talked, my husband and I both had peace that God would make a way if we embraced where God wanted me to serve. Instead of moving, God made a way for me to travel back and forth and often work right from home. Technology is a great gift from God. Completing the transition to our new season is another opportunity to trust. Our past experiences are helpful in the new place God puts us, but still, we haven't been this way before. God is up to new things. Our human nature might want to change our new situation to be like one we felt comfortable with before, but it is God's nature to transform us into a new creation. It's okay to draw from the wisdom God has revealed to us in the past as long as we continue to trust Him to give us fresh wisdom for the new season and direction. When Esther was faced with the Hebrews' extinction, she could have donned Hebrew clothes, marched into the king's presence, and accused Haman of treachery. Instead, she used wisdom gained in her new surroundings, approaching the king as a queen should. She served him a fine Persian banquet and adorned herself in royal robes, but she was also clothed in humility through fasting. She called on the Lord for favor and revealed her heritage at a carefully planned moment. She was the Persian queen, but with godly wisdom and character. 
Today, she is celebrated for her willingness to trust God by embracing her position in a foreign land to save God's people. The benefits and blessings of each new season can transform our lives in a beautiful way when we choose to trust God through the transition. That career change allowed me to have more time at home with my family. The impact of the new ministry reaches into community and nations where I had no contact before. And a new peace settled over me that convinced me I was in the right place. So this new season, and every time God brings change your way, it's a time to trust God. If you choose to trust God, you'll learn to revere, love, and fear the Lord in greater measure. God is bringing a new time and season, so embrace it. Trust Him through it. With God in control, the outcome can only be good. What time is it? It's time to trust the Lord. Wow, Jody, thank you so much for taking us through these key thoughts and how to trust God through the transitions in life and change because it truly is freeing and brings true peace. I really like the way that you clearly helped us to navigate through the various opportunities that we can learn to trust God in the new seasons or times of our life. Hearing from God, preparing for change, waiting for change, change day. And then you talked about passing from the old to the new. (laughs) That's so true. It's always difficult in that transition period and yet you helped us to navigate through that. And then six, embracing the new. That's always difficult, isn't it? As we move into new things, it's a new element of trust as we embrace the new and even the new season God that takes us into. And then finally, completing the transition in our new season is an opportunity to trust God even more. See, our past experiences are helpful in the new place of God puts us in, but still, we haven't been this way before. So God is up to new things, and as we've been sharing the last few weeks in this new transition, this new series, this new season, this new era, this new year, this new decade, we're learning that we have to trust God to do what only God can do. So again, Jody, thank you very much, and thank you for all those who've been so supportive of a word and season with Doug Stringer and friends. Your prayers, your encouragement, your support is so appreciated and is huge. So thank you again. I'd like to close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all those who have been able to listen to this podcast today, and for those who've been following us through the last uh, year in the various podcasts that we've been sharing. Lord, I'm praying that the word in season would truly go to our hearts, equip us that you might do a work in us and do a work through us. Help us, Lord, to always fix our eyes on you, the author and finisher of our faith, and give us the capacity to keep a vision of destination and a vision of hope regardless of what we go through. God, as I've learned over the years, champions are not those who never fail, but those who never quit. And as Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole also used to say, winners only see where they're going, not what they're going through. I thank you, Lord, for all those that are listening, because you've called all of us to be champions and winners, because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and our desire to win is still far greater than the challenges or the transitions or the things that we go through. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for all those that, Lord, you've gathered together to hear these podcasts and to be a part of holding up the arms of Somebody Cares and all the affiliates that we work with all over the world. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805 422 7348. Please join us again for a word in season with Doug Stringer and friends.